and welcome to Good Darts, the lowest quality podcast about the highest quality sport. It's our second episode this week. Can you imagine the levels of productivity at Good Darts Podcast HQ? It's never seen anything like it. Uh, it's brought to you by Low6, the people behind the PDC Picks app, uh, where you can win cash prizes in free-to-enter games. Oh, that's I uh, know that sound. That sounds like Wayne Mardle <laughs> cracking open a tin. Uh, and it's evidently, he's moved away from his standard Dom Perignon. Uh, so he's oh. he's roughing it for you guys, uh, but we are recording our second podcast back to back, so we've got to take it steady. To be honest, so Kim Hybrex uh, on the last one, uh, we were talking about Pro Tour stuff. There, going to focus mainly on the Premier League uh, this time around, and we have a guest who I think you're going to love. It is the prison officer turned darts player Aaron Beanie. As usual, it is me, Dan Dawson. I am on the wine. Uh, Wayne Mardle, what are you on this <laughs> evening? Well. Uh... I'm on skinny premium lager. Basically, mm. it's 80 calories for a can. Oh, which um, means you can have more cans. Which means I can have more cans and the same calories. So it doesn't do me any good whatsoever. Absolutely not. Do you know what? You know what we haven't talked about, which I've been saving. I thought this would be a good opportunity to do it. Uh, we haven't talked about your appearance on Bullseye because it came it oh. came back. Alan Carr. Now, yeah. Um, yeah. I know you've recorded two episodes, didn't you? We've only seen the, the one episode go out as yet. Yeah. And it was... Fair to, mixed experience? Uh, look, well, I, I'm not even sure when, when our episode is on, but it was horrible. <laughs> uh, what I'm just glad about, what I'm glad about was that, that Fallon Sherrick and Joe Cullen were as bad as I was. <laughs> uh, so, so that was pretty good. But... I, sounds like I'm making excuses here. We didn't have any practice. There was mm. no, there was no, what I would call a relaxant, uh, muscle relaxant oh, juice. You've got to have the relaxant. Uh, got to have the relaxant, is, surely. Yeah, there was no, yeah, there's no darting juice available. Uh, I'm no so practice. Relaxed. Mm. No. <laughs> oh, so relaxed. Oh, and we were, we were disgusting. We I mean, were struggling to hit the board uh, at times between the three of you, weren't you? Yes, yes, yeah. My <laughs> scoring, my scoring was as good as ever. It was 45-25. Uh, just to let you know, I average more than Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look, it was it was tough. It, it was really tough. But it's the first time I've ever been on Bullseye. Because the other time I, I, I turned it down because the, the fee was pathetic. <laughs> so, have, they, have they raised their game? Have you just got more desperate? No, I, I, I just said, I'm not doing it for that. If you want me, you'll have to pay this. And they paid it. And they paid it. Uh, so that yeah. will, I would imagine, soften the blow of basically being in a massive empty... No crowds, were there? No no, no audience? No. So no. just a big, it, it, freezing cold like TV studio. You've got it. You've you've nailed it. You've and you, could, you couldn't practice. Like, when you were telling, telling me about this the other day... <laughs> Did did Joe manage to like you know the big segments like that bit of the yeah. game? Did Joe manage to hit yeah. one of those when he wasn't even going for it? He was going for a different one. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and, Fall and Fallon missed the segment. Now bearing in mind they're the size of the moon. <laughs> Fall Fallon missed the segment by I'm gonna say eighteen inches. <laughs> <laughs> but you should have seen her face bless her it was one of those you know when someone pulls that face of right i know this has happened but please tell me it wasn't me it happened to mm. <laughs> mm. it 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 was one of those and i did feel for her but then i laughed 
There you go. Oh, so, dear. But good experience, so, good experience. Well, I mean, yeah, and and hey, look, they they paid a hefty fee, so that's that's excellent yeah. news. Um, so there you yeah. go, Bulls. keep an eye out for that. We don't know when they're going to be on. Uh, no, one of them, I no think, idea. might already have been on. Who knows? Who knows? Um, now we were doing little mini podcasts for the first week of Premier League action uh, with mixed success. We didn't do any for that second little chunk, mainly. Uh, one through apathy, uh, two through disorganisation, and three because Wayne went to hospital with a sore throat, uh, which <laughs> yeah. sounds like an overreaction. Uh, turns out it was, uh, but he missed a day of work as well, so that backed us up on that one. Um, it, however, it was a bit of an overreaction, yeah. Do you know? I panicked, that, Dan. You panic? Well, uh, understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Do you know though, Wayne? Uh, the final predictions we did. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember that what they were? That was the final final day of the the absolutely chunk of no idea. Well, I tell you what, it was it was the night. It was the night that Johnny Clayton beat Gary Anderson, uh, Peter Wright beat Rob Cross, uh, Michael Van Gogh and drew with Nathan Aspinall, uh, James Wade beat Glenn Durrant, and Jose de Souza beat Dimitri Vandenberg. Now, if you'd got all of those, it was an yeah. eighty six to one shot landing. If that was right. an anchor, but more importantly, anybody who backed that would have got things right on the PDC Picks app. And right. in what I think may be a first for the Good Darts podcast. Yeah. Dan Darts Dawson got every single one of the bastards right. No. Every no. single one, Wayne. Oh, oh. Why did it have to be you? Oh, I, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes there's a, you throw enough shit, some sticks. And that day, it all stuck. It all stuck, my friends. Johnny Clayton, Peter Wright, Michael Van Gogh in Aspinall, Wade and Jose de Sousa. Fantastic. So I think you'll find when it comes to making PDC picks predictions, Wayne. Yeah. Right now, I am on a hot streak. It may be a few yeah. weeks old, but I am on a hot yeah. streak, my man. I love I love the way you're going back to the 9th of April. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That doesn't count. It's the most recent one. It may as That's well have funny. been 15 minutes ago. Fair point, fair point. Uh, yeah. But now that the dust has settled, I know there were there were four nights of action after that, but really, yeah. who cares about them? Who cares? It was all about night five, really. Wow. Um, but now the dust has settled, we've obviously lost Rob Cross, we've lost Len Durren. Uh, Len Durren yeah. is, is in turmoil and the man needs to go away and work on his game. He knows that yeah. there are things wrong and I hope he gets them fixed. I don't want to see us lose a player of his calibre because I think yeah. that is what's happening if he doesn't get it fixed. Um, yeah. But it, it's possible. Rob Cross, by contrast, eliminated with a record points tally. Yeah. And yet we have Nathan Aspinall top of the table, Dimitri just behind him, and only three points covering the other six players. How do yeah. you see the Premier League as an entity right now? Because it's almost like just throw all the names up in the air, see where they land, and, and that could be the final standings. I genuinely feel it's it's that open. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. When when they come back from the break, uh, Gary Anderson's got got Jose. If if he wins, and the reason I'm picking out Gary Anderson is that he's the only one on eight points. The others on nine, ten, thirteen, uh, eleven, and thirteen. All of a sudden, he's he's right back in near a playoff spot and. At the moment, there's not really any gaps, but I'm um, I'm assuming they're going to start appearing. What I'm not surprised at is the uh, the quality of Dimitri, Johnny Clayton, and and D'Souza. The 
the debutantes that have, that have come in and they look so at home. They look so at home. But I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The ones you could rely on in the past, the world order has changed. That's Van Gerwen, Anderson and Peter Wright. Sometimes they can't match these. these. I'm going to call them new stars because Dimitri over the last two years has, has been a new star. Clayton over the last six months and, and Jose over the last year. These are new darting stars. And when they play well, they're hard to match these guys. They really yeah. are. They've got, they've got, They've got it. They've got the scoring that, that you need. They've got those those gears, those levels that are just mesmerising. Johnny Clayton's, what was it, uh, 9, 11, 12. That, that's just ridiculous uh, mm. to reel off a win. Some of them, like Gary and Michael and Peter, they're looking a little jaded. I think they really are. I, I think you're entirely right. And this idea of a changing of the guard, and we're going to come to this this more, because I, I was independently thinking exactly the same thing when I was making, uh, believe it or not, I do make some notes before this podcast. I mean, not many, they're not extensive. But when I was, I was thinking about these ideas, I was thinking about the changing of the guard. And I remember yeah. when I first started working in PDC darts, we were talking sort of 2009 through 2010, and I remember Dave, Dave Allen. I'm getting sound like Phil Taylor here, where you just keep throwing in names of people. <laughs> Dave Allen. Dave, Dave Allen will tell you. Bob will tell you. Yeah. Uh, now, he, Dave, Dave Allen is the PDC's media boss, uh, basically. Yeah. It, it used to be he was the press officer. There was only one person in the press office. Now there are various, yes. various people within that press office. He's got a very fancy title. He's also the greatest press officer in any oh. organization ever. He's what, fantastic. What a human being. Oh, what a man! What an absolute like! I've I've stayed in his room on a camp bed at various times in, uh, oh. f- just because I haven't had a hotel room. The man, the man is 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 a legend, um, as far as I'm concerned. But he he's stood there and and said, I remember very early on going, you know, there's 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 always a changing of the guard all the time. Every single yeah. year, there are there are players falling who you don't know. They've been so established. They've been so established in the top order, you don't realise they're falling until they've gone. Yeah. That the changing yeah. of the guard is constantly happening. Now, yeah. in my time in PDC Darts, and in fact, in the world of Darts, in Darts fans' time, uh, being Darts fans, Phil Taylor was the dominant force from the early 90s. Then he yeah. was superseded by Michael Van Gerwen. Now, yeah. right now, whatever happened during that time and that is two it's more than two decades that's three decades pretty much where it's been whatever happens behind them phil taylor's been the best and michael van gerwen's been the best after that yes they've had challenges you know barney's had a challenge and and you know colin lloyd had a spell and stuff like that but you knew who the best player in the world was yeah right now there is a vacuum there is a vacuum at the top of the game and It means that there's uncertainty, and people are watching the sport, and that that one that anchor where they just go, oh, it doesn't matter who's second best, who's third best, who's fourth best, who cares? Because we know yeah. that Michael Van Gerwen is the best player in the world right now. I don't think anybody has a clue. They can all beat each other. They are all beating each other. Yeah, and they even are. the they are. the big names. You know, the, the likes of Van Gogh and the likes of Anderson or Peter Wright, they might pull out a world-class performance here and there. And you go, yeah, they've still... Anybody doubted them, you, you you are mad. And then all of a sudden, 
three games later when they've done not very much and being outshone by other lights, you're thinking, hang on, yeah. this really is. Times yeah. are changing. And, yeah. and people are going to have to get used to this because I'm not sure that there's anybody in this, this melee this this vacuum that has been created. I don't see any one standout candidate who is going to step forward and go, I'm the best player in the world, unless it might be Gerwin Price. And do you know what? I actually think, yeah. ironically, him being missing be. from the Premier League has actually worked in his favour in some regards. Because yeah. whatever happened in this Premier League, if Gerwin Price was there, he's world number one world champion. Uh, everybody is, well, he should be winning the vast majority of his games. Should be top of the table, should be doing this. And if he's not, yeah. then there are question marks. The fact yeah. that by no fault of his own and against his will, he's not allowed to play in it because of the COVID test. All it does, it shines a light on the flaws of all his competitors. And ironically, yeah. Gerwin Price might come to the end of this Premier League. Yes, he won't have picked up several thousand pounds of prize money, maybe even a quarter of a million had he won the whole thing. I believed he would have won the whole Premier League at a canter, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I think he's going to walk out of this once all the smoke has cleared and they'll just be surrounded by the bodies of his competitors who have torn themselves to shreds, fighting over who's the best in the world. And, and basically just damage their own reputations because none of them can do it. And Gerwin Price yeah. rides in and just goes, I'll show you best in the world, but it's me. Uh, that's, in, in his absence, his stock has may risen. have risen. You, yeah, I genuinely you could, think that's You could happened. well be right. You could well be right. Because I'm, I'm just looking at the... Uh, averages are only a guide. But after nine games in the Premier League, the three lowest running averages, apart from those eliminated, are Van Gerwen, Wright, and Anderson. Exactly. Now, that the old tells order. Us something. The old gods are dying. The old um, world is dying, and the new world is struggling to be born. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> oh God, this wine's good. What? It, it sounds good. What, <laughs> what I think where. Sometimes I kind of go down this route as well, and I tell myself, "Don't." Is that we look at age too much? We, uh, I think, a lot of us look at age, and it's Van Gerwen's not even in his his mid thirties yet, so he can't be a spent force. The man was world number one seventeen years ago in the BDO system. Gary Anderson has been around since the the mid nineties. So has Peter Wright. Don't think these guys are going to go on forever, and. We don't know how long these careers go on for. No one does. Colin Osborne seemed to have it all and unfortunately kind of lost his, his rhythm and routine and, and kind of went by the wayside, as did Alan Tabern and Wes Newton. They didn't last that long. There's no rhyme or reason to how long career lasts. And that takes me to, to Rob Cross for the second year running. He's been eliminated. And we don't know. We don't know whether someone's going to hit the ground running become a world champion, become a world match play champion, and then two years after, be eliminated from the Premier League again and again. It's really difficult, but the world of darts has changed. It has mm. changed. And Price, for me, and I completely and utterly agree, I didn't think you were going to mention him. I thought I was going to get one on you. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. I thought you were going to be so sidelined with who's in the Premier League that you're going to forget the world number one and world champ. But... You're, you're cleverer than that. And well, he's going to he's gonna look at Wade. Uh, sorry, he's going to look at Van Gerwen, Wright and, and Anderson thinking, 
you're not as good as me anymore. You mm. were better than me. You were, but you're not now. You're not now. I, I, all this kind of said, I want to see Van Gerwen back because I, I, I want to see him put the world right just for just a couple of times, just a couple mm. of times. That's all. I want to see him get to five massively. I, I'm not sure it's going to happen now. I'm not I, sure. It's, I, I it's do going. not know. I do not know. But we'll certainly. I mean, Van Gerwen is is has been the dominant force in this sport for most of a decade. We will be talking about him more uh, later on the podcast, but we're going to have to get to our interviewee because um, we have a guest this week. He, he is nowhere near the Premier League. This is exactly what the Good Darts podcast does. Uh, we're going to talk about the Premier League with all these elite players, and then our guest on the podcast will be somebody who has bears no relation to any of the stuff we are talking about. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, every interaction I've had with this man has been an absolute pleasure. He's in only his second year on the PDC tour. It is Aaron Beanie. These are the questions that you should be asking. Well, welcome along through the magic of technology from the other side of Europe. It is Aaron Beanie, one of the newer members of the PDC tour. Aaron, welcome along to the podcast. Um, you are basically, in my eyes, you're basically conducting an experiment in how somebody can turn themselves into an elite-level darts player from pretty humble beginnings. And it's not going that badly, is it? It's, it's definitely going better than I expected. <laughs> but yeah, like for someone with only three caps to county and four years of Super League, it's not too bad, is it? Well, that's the thing. Look, I was there on the day you won your card at Q School and, and you told us the, the great story about um, your mate, Jan Hoffman, our mate, Jan Hoffman, and, and you playing in, in the Prison Guards Association. Just just run us through that, because that kind of set you on your journey to, to trying to become a PDC player, didn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Without that, um, I wouldn't be here at all. Um, so I've kind of always played darts. Darts is in my family. Um, like, it, like, without the sob story kind of thing, like really poor upbringing, all we did was play darts and cards because we couldn't do anything else. Hey, Aaron, we're when all I about joined... the sub story. I want the full backstory here. Do do not spare <laughs> any details. But yeah, like dartboard is darts is a cheap hobby. Um, so that and playing cards. So all of my family play darts. My granddad kind of taught my dad, my uncle, me, um, and we were all pretty good. Like um, my mum started playing after I was born. Um, parents both teenagers but yeah my mum was unbeatable but all we did we played darts out in the dining room next to the coal burner because we had like a proper coal burner and it was the warmest room in the house so all we did was play darts mm. but yeah so I've always kind of done it um, but when I joined the prison service at 24 years old I stopped um, I didn't play darts at all for about five years uh, went back to it and found out the prison service hold tournaments. So I went to one of them. I was having a practice with another prison officer that I work with who plays darts, and uh, he absolutely battered me. I think I lost like 32 legs to four. Um, <laughs> I, unreal. I was shocking, like, because I haven't thrown darts for years. I was like, no, I used to be better than this. I know I used to play around like an 80, 85 average. Um, but yeah, no, I got back into it and it, it annoyed me that he beat me. So we went to a prison service tournament 
Um, I made the final and lost. We went to another prison service tournament. I made the final and lost. It's like, ah. But I kept making the final, semi-final, final, semi-final. And um, they said, oh, we play an international English prison service against Danish prison service. Oh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Like, we've been invited. We signed up, me and my mate, because he's, he's a decent player himself. So we went to Denmark. There's a lot of stories involved there as well that are quite hilarious, but I'll save that for another day. <laughs> um, I, saved, I, I saved his life. He nearly got killed by a coach because he can't look the right way when crossing the road in the broad. But, yeah. <laughs> what, did you we literally throw yourself in front of this coach or did you just like grab him by the collar and yank him back out of the I, way? I, I grabbed him by the collar and dragged him back and I will oh, never let him forget it. He also promised me that he'd booked a twin room in a five-star hotel. What we had was a double bed in the hostel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but to be fair, Denmark is very, very expensive. That's understandable. Yeah. I'm fairly sure he was trying to seduce me. Okay. Um, yeah, now, everybody it, knows that story. Never... You want to seduce someone, yeah. you invite them to a prison serve, a prison officer's darts tournament in Denmark. You get a, a double yeah. route, a double bed in a hospital. We've all been there, Aaron. You're not special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah, it does um, Yeah, we went on to the tournament, and bear in mind, I've not won anything yet. Like, I keep making finals, semi-finals. And uh, at this tournament... Um, we do kind of a men's open, then a blind pairs, women's open, and then the international England versus Denmark. I won the blind pairs with my partner. I mm -hmm. won the men's open, and I won two games on the international. I was unbeaten. But at this point, I didn't realise that the Danish prison officers include Jan Hoffman, you know, legend that I've seen on TV multiple times, Mm -hmm. And Michael Fredendahl, who's the chairman of the PDC Nordic Baltic. Um, but yeah, like, out of nowhere, I've, I've literally, I've arrived as a dart player and I've won everything. And I got a bit of a dressing down from Jan and Michael. They just sat me down and I'm like, okay. And they just gave me a list of things like, you need to do this, do that, do this. And, uh, we think you should go to Q school. I was like, are you serious? Like, I only started playing again there like 18 months ago. But yeah, they, that was it. That was the beginning. Um, I joined Super League. I'd done a couple of UK Open Riley's qualifiers. And uh, they paid for me to go to Q school, Danish prison service. The Danish prison uh, service paid. I mean, that that's quite impressive. How big a thing is darts in the prison service? And is it quite a big, big thing? Do they have a lot of like intra intra-prison service sports stuff or is it particularly darts that's a thing we have actually got the psfa which is prison service sports association okay right covers everything from badminton pool golf darts basketball football rugby like it is yeah like because we we are encouraged to remain in shape because of the job so well, they yeah. encourage sport i can imagine that that you are encouraged to remain in shape i mean why the prison service, Aaron? Why, why, how come you ended up in, in the prison service? Because I, I think you're the first darts player that I've come across, apart from Jan himself, of course, who I think was in the Danish prison service, um, who, who was yes, a prison yeah, officer. Yeah. Um, so I was actually one of the youngest licensees in the country, I think. Um, I was a pub, pub licensee mm. from the age of 18, 19. Um, 
but I done that. I done that for six years. I was running the pub, and the money isn't great. I love the job, but the hours are long. I was doing seventy-five, eighty hours a week um, for basically take home about sixteen and a half grand a year. Yeah, it's it's your entire life, and, isn't it? And you don't have a great deal to show for it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like the social aspect of it, I absolutely loved the pub work. Um, I've done multiple different pubs. Um, I was, yeah, I, I was good at what I'd done, but the money just wasn't really there. One of my barmaids was dating a prison officer. She applied to the prison service and said, "Look, like you should, you should apply. Like you've definitely got the skills." And I looked at it, and it was a pay rise of sixteen and a half grand a year, working seventy hours a week to working thirty nine hours a week for starting rate of like 26 grand a year and that, that would go up to over 30 in five years when That's she said no you had the skills that. for it aaron is that basically running pubs around london you know how to handle yourself um that more, more the talking okay I'm, right I'm, yeah i'm very it's the good negotiating at the, negotiating side of things yeah i mean it helps that i am six foot one and in fairly good shape but <laughs> Yes, I can imagine. But, I mean, it's got to be a tough job to do, hasn't it? I mean, you've been doing it for a few years now. I mean, I imagine you've seen some pretty distressing things in that time. Which Is it a particularly high-security prison you work at? Um, yeah, my prison is what they call a Cat B local. So we're not, like, the highest of high security, hmm. but we're, like, the next stage down. But uh, we supply the courts. So my prison literally holds everything from shoplifting, civil prisoner, immigration detainee, right up to paedophile murder. Like you name it, we have it. My mm. prison has everything. And there's I mean, people fresh off the street. So. A lot of people when they come into professional darts, they can be quite intimidated when they walk through the door and they see all these sort of people they've seen on the telly or or whatever. You know, it can be quite intimidating. But I'd imagine you walk through and go, These are all a load of pussycats. I I, I work in a I work in a prison, mate. This, there's nothing to be worried about here. I'm just going to play a game of darts. So, yeah, I agree with you. Intimidated is not the right word, but the problem is I come into the Pro Tour as a dart fan, um, like massive dart fan. Um, but I have a, I have a disability. Um, for three years of my life, I couldn't walk without crutches. Um, like I've had to learn how to walk again. I've done seven years of physio, multiple surgeries. So I couldn't do many sports, but darts was something I could do. What and it was, was that disability? I, and I was unaware of that. Uh, so I've got quite high-level hypermobility syndrome. Okay. Um, none, basically, I, my body overproduces the elastic protein by like seven times the normal human. I can bend in multiple weird ways <laughs> and yeah, walk, walking was difficult, but wow. uh, honestly, some of the, some of the guys get really weirded out when I rotate my arm 180 degrees. <laughs> wow, but I don't I do that with a dart arm. And how old were you when you were going through that? Uh, so I couldn't walk between the ages of 17 and 19 without Christ. crutches. Wow. Um, and then like further down the line in the prison service, there was quite a, an incident and I took an injury to my leg and that took a lot of recovery and I was on crutches for a long period again. 
But yeah, there's there's quite a few times where something will happen, and I always wonder if this is the accident that like, is this the moment where I don't get to walk again afterwards. So that's that's quite distressing mentally, but but no, I seem to get I seem to recover quite well. Well, I absolutely. don't quit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting that vibe, Aaron. I mean, you're speaking to us from from Germany right now, and and you've done something. Yes. In reaching a Pro Tour semi-final this year, you've beaten Gerwin Price, you've beaten Rob Cross, you've beaten Raymond Van Barneveld. I mean, it's did you think this was? Yeah, did you think this is even possible when you no. won your tour card? You didn't even think winning your tour no. card was possible when I spoke to you. No, I mean, you literally pounced on me within thirty seconds of me pulling that dart out of the bullseye. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was honestly that'd be a memory that's always with me. Um, how quick everything happens from that game shot. But yeah, like I, when I won my tour card, I think you like you might remember me saying like, "What have I done?" Mm. It was it was utter shock. Like I knew I could throw a dart. I knew I was a steady dart player. I'm not special. Um, I'm not. I'm not special. I'm not consistent. But that day, everything just landed right, and I repeated that again this Sunday. It was, I did nothing special, but my opponent missed. I took my opportunity. I don't let things go. I don't quit. I've got no quit in me at all. Do you feel you've been getting better consistently over the last 18 months? Oh, 100%. You can't do anything but get better. Um, I mean, in that room, like, I'm, on pra- I'm on practice boards with the best in the world. I'm literally having a laugh and a joke with the best in the world. And I was always going to get better. And the moment, like, so I had a really good chat really early on with the two guys that now own Loxley. Yeah. Like, Loxley weren't a thing when I started, but, like, that became a thing. But I'd already been talking to them before they even had that idea, well, uh, So they approached me to be signed, and that's got me in touch with Matt Edgar, Ryan Searle, now Gary Blades as well. But it's kind of created this little group, and I don't know why, but I end up on a practice board every single morning with Matt Edgar, Ryan Searle. We just stick together as a Loxley bunch, and that's really worked for me. I've got my own darts. I've got this newfound confidence, and... I'm practicing with two absolute quality players. Ryan should be top 16 in the world. He just has no luck. And uh, Matt will absolutely bitch like me if I don't mention the fact that he has the record for the highest percentage of finishing at the World Championships. Yeah, I think everybody's heard that. Don't worry about that, Aaron. We won't let that slip by. The, the... Have you also heard the 170 against Gary Anderson? Yeah, I have heard that, yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to be honest... There's deaf people on the other side of the world who've heard that. Don't you worry. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't keep it quiet. <laughs> he but... doesn't. I started this interview saying, like, you've. It feels like you're an experiment. Like I've had mates. I think most people who, who like darts, who play darts, 
that you've always got that mate in the pub who goes, do you know what? If I just took a year off my job, right, and I just practised <laughs> low every day, right, I swear I could be good enough to like be playing Van Gerwen in that on the telly. And it's utter bollocks. It is utter bollocks. Yeah. You've got to have some talent there. You said before you even start, you know, I used to be an 80, 85 average player. That's a good standard. But what you're doing over the last 18 months, it feels like this is an experiment to see if you can take a good, solid, pub standard county player and just see yeah. how far that dedication can take them and a bit of confidence. And, and do you feel that it can take you further than perhaps you even thought? Hundred um, percent, but I also feel that my job and my bottle, like I don't. I mean, I saw an amazing statistic on Twitter yesterday. Um, someone put up twelve Pro Tour wins. Seven of them have been six-five last leg deciders, and I've won. And out of I've only had eight games that have gone to five all. I've only lost one. I've won seven of them. Like, it's got to be my job. Like, 13 years in the prison service, I'm not. I'm not easily made nervous. I'm not easily shaken off. Well, you're also a guy who's taught yourself to walk, Aaron. I mean, there's a, there's some grit and determination <laughs> in there, and all. Like, oh, do yeah, you I genuinely feel your your upbringing and all that sort of stuff is 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 sort of a a contributory factor into the type of dart player you are today then? Oh, 100%. Like, I'm not the best in the room. I never, I probably never will be. But I'm damn hard to beat. Because I don't quit. Like, if you want to beat me, you've got to beat me. How did you deal in the early... Like, uh, you're probably aware. Evidently, you you do check social media. I don't know how, how big you are on social media, Aaron. But when you were started out and you, you were losing first round over and over and over, and you were getting, there were people taking the piss. There were people saying, "Oh, uh, will Aaron Beanie win a game all year?" Uh, in just you know that that sort of knobhead way that people act on social media. Did that just bounce off you, or did, did that hurt? No, I don't. I, don't, I really genuinely don't care. Good man. I, they they can say what they want. I'm here. They're not. <laughs> it's that simple. Absolutely. Like, yes, yes, yes. I got here by riding my luck. But I also made a ranking semi-final by riding my luck. Mate, I've obviously got something. If they're, if they're, when they're in my position, I will listen to their opinion. Their right. opinion means nothing to me right now. That is exactly the right answer. And look look what has happened since then. Wins against some of the greatest players in history, let alone the greatest players right now. <laughs> and and winning games. How far can it go, Aaron? What what can you do? What do what do you have a target or are you just riding this and seeing where it goes? Um No, I have a target. My target is clearly keep my tour guard. I absolutely love it here. Like I cannot explain how much I enjoy being on the tour. It is a travelling family. It's it's like being part of a like part of a fairground. <laughs> We're a travelling circus, that's what we are. But everyone is absolutely lovely. Everyone is so supportive. I don't know I don't know if I've got a little bit of an exceptional journey because like I weren't expected to win much. 
or whatever. But even my opponents have been like, "You, it'll come. Come on, you've got this. Like it'll happen." Like it's unreal the support this group of people give you. I don't want to leave this. So yeah, target is make the players champs, make the worlds, keep my card. Fabulous. Because I need both of them to do that. Fabulous stuff. Aaron Beanie, it's been an absolute breath of fresh air speaking to you. You deserve all your <laughs> success for all your hard work. And I hope you have many more days like you did the other day when you reach your first ever Pro Tour semi-final. Thanks for coming and talking to us. Oh, you haven't had the last of me, Dan. Wayne, I absolutely adore the positivity. Uh, it could yeah. this whole situation, this whole experience that Aaron Beanie has had on on the PDC tour until now, could have been a nightmare. Other people in his shoes oh. could have turned it into a nightmare. They would have been seeking yeah. out every negative that would have, and there've been plenty of them. Don't worry about that. But he has wrestled this whole thing around. He's kept fighting, and he's loving every minute of this journey he's yeah. on. And he's, he's coming out of this with so much credit. Do I think he's going to be a world champion? No, I don't. I don't care. He's coming out of this with so much credit and, and power to him for that. What you said, do you think he's going to be a world champ? No. Dan, he basically said it himself. I know I'm not the best player in the room. Mm. I know that. But I'm going to fight as, as much as I can. And you, you're going to have to try to beat me because I'm not going to give you it. And I absolutely love the fact that he... He said, I just want to keep my tour card and I love tour life. Verbatim, I love tour yeah. life. And I'm thinking, do you know what? I can probably, at the 128, probably uh, on one hand tell the amount of people that love tour life because, Dan, you know, you, you, you see as much darts as, as they throw, of course. But it's difficult and it, it really is. It's a difficult... It's a difficult existence, especially when you are Aaron Beanie, getting beat every day. It's difficult because what happens? You turn up one day, right, I do better this this time. Instead of getting beat 6-2, you get beat 6-3. But what he's done in the last last year, turning it around, he was getting beat to nil, to one, to nil. Then he started getting close. Then he started winning games. And now he's beaten Price, Cross, look. All credit to him, and I admire, I admire his work ethic. And that he knows he's not the best in the room. He said it, not me. But, but you've got to play well to beat him. And I, I, I love that fighting spirit. I wish I had that. No, look, I, I do honestly, and I, I get it. I get it. How, how traveling all over the place and being away from your loved ones, and and particularly in 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 sport. You know, I, I, I do all that, but. I, I'm just there to work. I, you know, I'm going to get paid whatever happens in that tournament. If if I do a crap job in commentary in round one, it doesn't matter. I still get paid the same, which is a yeah bloody good job, I'll be honest, Wayne. But um, <laughs> they still let me go on into round two and round three or whatever. Now, I, I, the pressure it must be to, to play when that is your living yeah. It's enormous, and it's one of the things I, I respect all of these guys on the tour, and I, I'm in awe of their talent. It is, a, it is a talent that I wish I had. But the way that Aaron Beanie, sometimes I think that everybody involved in this sport, whether you're playing it or working on it or whatever, they just they should just get a little reality check and go, 
Yeah. Do you, go and listen to Aaron Beanie talk and go, do you know how lucky you are? Do you know yeah. how lucky you are? You're going, you're traveling all over the place, being involved in a sport you love. Some of you guys are getting paid enormous amounts of money to play a game that you love. And they lose sight of that and they forget it. And it's difficult. Yeah. I realize that because you're doing it day in, yeah. day out and the grind yeah. and everything else. I understand. But sometimes yeah. we all need a little bit of a reminder of from the do. likes of Aaron of Beanie. And I, I'm just so impressed by how much he has seized this opportunity and how much better he's got. Now, I referred to it as an experiment. I, I quote it. like A mate of mine um, who used to live with me, he used to give me this. Uh, this line about do you know if I if I spent a year like practicing properly I reckon I could I could get on the PDC circuit and do all that and I told him it was bollocks but he was he was adamant and there's plenty of you must have heard that line a fair few times I'm guessing Wayne. yeah of course oh yeah everybody yeah, thinks they can play darts yeah. everybody does they don't yeah, treat do you, they, do you remember do you remember Justin Irwin oh yeah 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 the, the darts bachelor of, that bachelor of darts yeah the bachelor you, of darts yeah, yeah well, good man good man it, he tried yeah, but, it didn't yeah, he uh, yeah, he tried it, but I, I got the wrong end of the stick, which is unlike me. He was talking and I wasn't listening, which is really unlike me. And uh, <laughs> he was basically saying that he's going to pack up work and, and uh, qualify for the World Championships. But I, I took it as, how dare you? How dare you think it's that simple? What mm. he was actually doing was saying, I'm basically going to waste a year of my life trying because it's going to be impossible. <laughs> uh, it, that That's how difficult it is. But we... We, we've all met these people. I'd, I'd beat them. It's like Phil Taylor playing Paul. I'd beat him. Of yeah. course I'd beat him. No, no, you, 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 can't, you can't even hit the white properly, man. You can't even hit the white. <laughs> well, th th this, did, this did bring me to... You've got to have some talent, right? You've got to have some talent. And Aaron Beanie saying, like, when he was playing in front of the coal burner in his freezing cold house, living in poverty, yeah. like it was some sort of Dickensian darts yeah. origin story. What's all right? that about? I love that. But the thing is, right, he said, well, I, I know I was better than I used to play like a solid 80, 85 average. I was like, flipping it. You were good then. You were, like, That is a very yeah. good standard. Yeah. Right? If you're yeah. an 80, 85 average before you even contemplated getting into it you know, seriously and properly. Yeah. Now, Wayne, you are the eminent darts analyst on the planet. You are one of the oh. leading darts coaches oh. on planet one Earth. If Come not, on, one if not the leading one. Come on now. If not the leading one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If I gave you a, a player, an Aaron Beanie, yeah. an 80 yeah. to 85 average player who'd cultivated yeah. that from just playing at home, playing in the pub, whatever. Right, yeah. he's reached. He's evidently got some talent, right? Yeah. If I gave you him or her yeah. for a year, right? Yeah, and they followed your direction to the letter, and they had the dedication and the attitude that somebody like Mister Beanie has. Yeah, how far? How? In fact, scrub the whole year thing. If you just had them to work with, how far could you take them? Do you think? But this, this is the. The question. Yeah. Right. Everyone, absolutely everyone can improve because I don't know anyone that throws perfectly. And no one, that's because no one throws the same all the time because we're, we're human beings, which is a, it's a fault. It really is a fault. But mm. anyone that is willing, willing to stick at changes that they know are going to make them better. And this is the, this is the key point. 
it's all right implementing changes, but you've got to stick to them. You've got to. What you then can't do is relax whilst you think, ah, these are working. Right, okay, I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but don't relax those standards. You then have to keep that up. Everyone can improve, but there's one there's one thing you can't you can't put there. And and I believe this. I, I I've heard Phil talk about this so many times, and I I don't believe it. I, I I don't believe it. You've either got it or you haven't. No one can give you a winning mentality. He used to say that that Eric gave him that winning mentality. No, no. You've either got it or you haven't. And you can't put that there. Aaron Beanie and and there's there's others on tour that have got, they may not be the best players, but their attitude is it's impeccable. The it's absolutely impeccable. bloody mindedness. Yeah, and, and what they can improve by. Look, we, we don't know. I've I've got a few kind of players on tour right now that that are kind of doing all right. That they're, they're doing all right, but it's that you've got to keep on doing it. You've got to keep on doing it, and once you see progress, it's like right, this works. This works. I must keep doing it. Once you ease off. You don't go back into the new way. You go back to the old way because mm. that that is what you've always done. That's what you've always done. That's the problem. That, that will always be the problem, which is why, and this isn't trying to sell me or any other coach. I'm, I, I, I kind of don't, don't really want to work, to be fair. I'd like to just sit at home stroking the dogs and taking them out every now and then. Christ, I was wondering uh, where you go with that sentence. Yeah, go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, <laughs> But this is why uh, constant coaching, like it is in tennis, like it is in golf, is absolutely paramount. You you can't just see someone once every year and then think, "Oh right, I'll see you next year when when you're averaging ninety five instead of eighty five. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't yeah. work that way. You're not you're not but, teach like coaching is not like, oh you you book ten coaching sessions with me. I'll give you this spanner which will make your job much easier yeah. all you're doing yeah. you're, every single coaching let is about you maintaining the natural spanner within you to go and do yeah. the job that you do that's what it is yeah you you want you want these minor and they're always minor changes there might mm -hmm. be there might be two or three or, or ten that there's not normally minor minor minute changes that make a big difference you want those to be just the go-to movements you want those to be, this is how I throw. And when you start to become fatigued, when you start to become uh, beaten, as in uh, you feel mentally beaten or you, you've lost confidence or you don't feel quite right that day, I still want you to go back to those new methods. Not the old way, the new way. And once you start doing that, you, you'll, you'll play better for, for longer periods. We, we, we've seen it. We've seen it happen, but what can happen with human beings is that we do tend to regress to what we know from what's ingrained from back in the day. I, do, I mean, I do. I, I really, really think there's so much scope. If we got you, Wayne, and just like a a pub player who had the the you know who was willing to learn it, like you vetted them, and you could just. Well, if you dedicate yeah. them, like they dedicated themselves and you gave the time, how far could you take? I genuinely think that's an actual TV program that could get commissioned, you know. I genuinely right. well, do. I'm, I'm going to say this here. I, I have a, I've got this this project. You know, look what you, you made me laugh earlier. You said that you're part of a, an, like Aaron, part of an experiment. Mm. I'm, 
I'm, I've contacted someone. I've asked them if they would kind of be this experiment. Oh, what like a, yeah. an actual player, like a or, or yes, yeah, a, a player, run of the mid. So it's a player on the PDC now. No, 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 no. You, you don't a young you player. Oh, point, and it it needs to be right. It, it, yeah, it needs to be right. So I, I want to oh. get everything in place, and then then I can kind of announce it. But it's well, but you're going to announce it, it after the fact, though. After you need to no, check it. No, no, oh, no. Oh, you're going to say from the start, this is happening. Let's see what happens. Right. Yeah, because th this person has to have everything in place. Because this this isn't going to be open events when, when they're up and running again. This is going to be going to holiday camps. This is going to be not me going. Yeah. yeah. This is a, a a decent enough kind of. Super League Stroke County player that I believe can can be something. This is um, a TV show, Wayne. Surely yeah, we need, I know, surely, but Sky no, not interested in doing something or the PDC. No, or something? I'm not interested yet. No, I'm not interested. So I know that something may come about because it's all about his circumstances. And I've said it oh. before. It's all circumstance. Whether people become a prof professional or not, it's all circumstance. Oh, so we right. shall see. Wow. We shall yeah, see. absolutely. Look, I, we I mean. Shall see. I mean, I, I've got an Aaron Beattie because I wanted to talk about this. I had literally no idea that you were basically doing something that I was quite interested. Well, Speak, I... no, it, it's in it's in the embryonic phase, but I'm hoping by the end of the year that something will be will be kind of put in place. But it it's going to take some some logistics and uh, logistical kind of nightmares have to be overcome. But we'll get there. Mm, we'll interesting. Get there. Also, there was a little moment there where you said the word beaten about three times in about eight seconds, and that obviously like triggered the innate <laughs> response in me. Of just imagining Steve being, <laughs> which speaking of which, have you seen Aaron Beanie with his top off? Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell! Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, but I can imagine. Oh, mate, you, you, yeah. you honestly, you can't. Oh my, oh, I'll have a lie down. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna have a lie down. <laughs> just, just listen to this. We'll be back to talk about the Premier League in a minute. Fantastic! Thank you very much. That was fantastic! Why have you been in the dark world? I'm from Japan. <laughs> well, honestly, I'll fuck it. I'll send you this. Hang on. Fuck it out. Where is Jeez. he? He's uh, presumably got your phone on you. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Aaron B. I mean, I am I am going to his Twitter profile, so it's not like something he's WhatsApped me directly. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Um, right. Here we go. Aaron Beanie. Like I'm right. I'm going to save this. I'm going to send it to you. That right. is Aaron Beanie. Fucking hell! <laughs> I know. Jesus. What the fuck? Yeah. Fuck it, he doesn't look like Cliff Lazarenko, does he, Wayne? Times Dear are changing. Mm. Wow. Jeez. Christ. Um, and here's, here's me sat that, in my basement. I don't know what that eating... eagle is. I don't know I don't... what that eagle is with yeah. some you know anti-Semitic sign in the middle. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Basically, I'm so sort of... Um, what's the word? Uh, I feel so insecure having seen his body. I'm just going to insinuate that all of his tattoos are far right emblems. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that'll <laughs> exactly, make me feel yeah. better. That'll make me yeah, feel better. The only, do you know what? Uh, yeah, it's the only thing I can see. That's disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just claim Aaron Beanie does whatsoever. not have any far right tattoos. That's amazing, <laughs> man. Oh, he's, he's... Whew. Honestly, wow. I, to, I only saw that this afternoon because one of his conversations popped up on me feet. Oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't know. He's got a lovely dark shirt as well. I'm a uh, big fan Opie, of his dark shirt. Opie calls Price fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I might just keep all this conversation in this podcast. Fuck you. Uh. <laughs> Right, right, okay, right, good. Episode fifty-one. Aaron Beanie's anti-Semitic tattoos. (laughs) Most clickbait title you can get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, the darts. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Just (laughs) every professional will tell you. Oh, tremendous. I think it's an absolutely genius idea. I think it's been fantastic. That's just absolutely amazing. It's always great. The hairs on the back of my neck were standing up. It's made my night. I think it's made everybody out there's night. I don't think I'll ever witness anything like that again. It was just... <laughs> I'm actually speechless. That's just phenomenal. So let's talk Premier League. It's eliminated two, eight remain. The title is entirely up for grabs. The start of the tournament, to be fair to you, Wayne, you did say Dimitri was going to win. Although, actually, you predicted your top four, then forgot Dimitri was in it, and then inserted Dimitri in at the top and bumped everybody down one. So At at the very top. Yeah, at the very top, and he is almost there. So, to be fair to you, you're you're kind of right at this point in the tournament. And to be to be honest, I think we might have the purest reflection um, at this stage of the tournament because everybody beat Glenn Duran. That's just a, a scientific fact. Everybody did. Yeah. And Rob yeah. Cross was eliminated with a, a record points total, which was only one behind Gary Anderson. So really, yeah. if you just if you were expunged Glenn Durrant's games, he would be so close. I mean, look, I tell you, what, because people yeah. listening to this might not be aware of what the table looks like. Nathan Aspinall and Dimitri Vandenberg are, are top on thirteen points. Nathan's higher on on leg difference. Then it's Van Gogh on eleven points, so one win behind. Wade's on ten, along with Johnny Clayton, and then Jose de Sousa on Peter and Peter Wright on nine, and Gary Anderson on eight. So you're only looking at three points spanning number three position Michael Van Gerwen and Gary Anderson as number yep. eight. So genuinely, come the end of this... You know, by the time we get to the playoffs, any order is mathematically possible. Yep. And you know, if, yep. you're, if you if you tell me that, oh, Gary Anderson can't win all his games between now and the end of it, I mean, I would agree with that. I don't think he will. But he is Gary Anderson, one of the greatest players that's ever played the game. Of course he could hit form and do it. Anything is possible in this league. But what do you think is probable in this league, Wayne? Right, right. Well, uh, we live in a stats-based world right now. And uh, I mentioned it on, on the last podcast that the three lowest running averages are Van Gerwen, Wright and Anderson. Now, I'm going to pick out Van Gerwen and Anderson especially because their doubling percentage is the worst in the league uh, than anyone. It's 37%. And I've always said, I've always said this, Michael Smith has never topped the table or uh, won the Premier League because of his doubling. It, mm. it was always around 35 
if he ups it uh, once he participates again, I think Smith will be a danger. But to qualify, to qualify for the playoffs with a 37% checkout rate is rare. In fact, I'm, I'll have to look at the records. I'm I'm not sure it's it's been done. These guys are in 50%. James Wade, 50%. Aspinall, 50%. Uh, Peter Wright and the others are all in their, their mid to, to sort of higher 40s. You and I have got to score some. You've got to outscore these players because you're missing darts at a double. With that comes pressure. With that comes panic. I don't think these masters of... And I'm going to call them yesteryear. Uh, maybe doing Van Gerwen a, a disservice there. Uh, I don't think they can cope with not scoring as well as these guys because they can be outfinished as well. Jose D'Souza, he hits two doubles every leg anyway. One of them the right one, one the wrong one. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm I'm gonna like when I was I was scribbling down things to talk about uh, in this episode, and it was before we did the last one as well. Um, I was trying to pick my top four come the okay. end of, of this right. thing now the the top four i know the one the one that i feel might break into it and, and mess this up is wade because yeah. you can never ever underestimate james wade um at all yeah. but i genuinely i can make it i feel a very strong case for the top four at the end of this yeah being dimitri vandenberg Jose right, I've written my four deck. Oh, no, please don't do this to me. Nathan Aspinall and right, Johnny Clayton. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, just, this is ridiculous. Have you I'm, got the I'm same four in that you, order? I'm sending you a WhatsApp now. Is this like right when I now? I, oh, this is so annoying. I assume I'm not going to have the same response to this WhatsApp message as when I sent you that one of Aaron Beanie with his top off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, no, you are. You are going to have exactly the same <laughs> response. Wow. Yeah. Honestly. Now, you know what? Wow. I, I, I had Dimmy, Chose, Asp, Clayton, as you've written down there. I crossed yeah. out Clayton, put Wade, and then put Clayton back in. Now, yeah. now See, you know what? I did what? no crossing that... out. I'm certain. Right, I put those four, and the really interesting thing, it's almost, it's almost, and this is why I come to the same conclusion as you, and I don't know, I'm slightly concerned, either I'm being an undue influence on you, Wayne, or or I'm, I'm yeah. just basically following, you're like the Pied Piper of fucking Tungsten, and I'm just dancing uh, you are to the your one tune. That, you're the one that got the results right, Mab. Oh uh, well, on, yeah. Now. Thank you very much. Thank you. But so, so no, you're not following anyone. But the thing is, look, look at the four that excludes. Just look. Right. Just look. Anderson, MVG, Wade, arguably the biggest names yeah. in the entire yeah. tournament when it got underway. Yeah. Arguably the biggest names in the entire world of darts right now in the elite competition. And both Wayne Mardle, the greatest analyst in the game, and Dan, inverted commas, Darts Dawson, <laughs> the most mediocre commentator on streamed events in the game, have both come to the same conclusion. Those four titans of the game do not even yeah. make the top four yeah. in the Premier League. Now, it might be that we're wrong. It might be that we're wrong. But the fact that we're even 
predicting yeah. it, that we're contemplating agree, yeah. it, yeah. certainly indicates a massive shift in this sport, yeah. does it not? Yeah. Yes, yes. It, I, I think it's... it's uh, the, These big hitters now, they... Their reputations used to used to count for for a lot. I'm not going to say for something for a lot. It doesn't matter. Dimitri van den Berg, as as a young man, dealt with Gary Anderson in the match play final. Yes, Gary was nowhere near his best. Nowhere near his best. He can't throw properly. So, he can't throw properly on a no, consistent basis. That's why he's got problems here. If Gary Anderson could throw yes. properly consistently, yeah. Gary Anderson would be probably absolutely. He'd probably be pissing the world of dart. Like, but he's not, <laughs> and he hasn't been for a long while. So yeah. that, that, that's why it's one of the reasons why it's wide open. Yeah, it, it is. They're they're just these these world champions are now just that little bit suspect where they've. They've never been suspect before, and these these newcomers to the Premier League, these debutants, they don't care. Dimitri's a world match play champion. Johnny Clayton's a Masters champion and a World Cup champ. And D'Souza is just D'Souza who just strolls to Grand Slam victories, and it's two or three doubles every leg, and goes for nine darters and hits them. Right, D'Souza, I, I know that I know that he is a figure of fun in many respects. But yeah. I genuinely, I, I, I genuinely, he, he's kind of, he's almost, he's not changed the way I think about the game, but he scores more heavily on a more consistent basis than yeah. I think, I think maybe anybody ever. I don't know. Maybe not peak Van Gerwen, maybe not peak Taylor, but I'll tell you what, yeah, but you're, he is so freaks. bloody they're freaks, close. Though. He is so yeah, close. Yeah, you, like you, they're the two greatest players him. ever, arguably. I was going to say, so you've close. likened him. Correct, mate. You've likened him to two absolute darting freaks, and once that first treble goes in, or just above it, a bit, a bit like Dimitri. Not, not uh, Dimitri's not quite as as good a grouper as as Jose. But my word, it, look, I've changed my opinion of, of Jose. I, you going about the figure of fun. I, I believe that it, it was just a bit of a, a joke. Uh, now it's not. Now it's not. He can count, but he can't concentrate. That's his problem. He needs to concentrate. Oh, yeah. If whatever does, it is, if whatever it is that causes the yeah. problem, it's still causing problems, and the problems are still funny, right? There is, look, it, <laughs> look this is basically, look, is Jose de Souza being one of, if not the greatest scorer this game has ever seen, and already a major champion, but still making such elementary mistakes regularly. This yeah. is this is like basically Lewis Hamilton, yeah, being unable to reverse park. The or yeah. or you know, it, it's like somebody with an incredible God given talent, one of the greatest we have ever seen do something, yeah, just cannot do yeah. a very, very basic thing. Anthony Joshua, but he, he literally can't put his shorts on himself. He has to have somebody to to, to help him. <laughs> like the, 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 we're in that sort yeah. of territory, yeah. right? Yeah. But he is so good, it it's doesn't fine. bloody matter. It doesn't matter. I I thought it... at the first few days of the Premier League when it, I I confidently said Jose de Souza right is going to hit more one eighties than anybody else in the Premier League. I said that at the start of the uh, at the start of the tournament. 
And the first three yeah. days, the first two days, he didn't make many 180s. And the third day, he played entirely on treble 19. And I thought, oh, thanks, Jose, for messing this up. That was hilarious, up. that. Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, despite the fact he's given everybody a three-day head start, he is yeah. going to annihilate the 180s record in this tournament. It is not well, even is 50 close. already. Yeah, 50 already. Right, at his current rate, yeah. and that is with the three-day head start that he's given us, right? He is yeah. going to hit close to 90. Now, the record yeah. was set by Michael Smith, who hit 73. It's not even close. Now, look, he may come back for the second two periods of the Premier League, not hit any 180s, uh, play on treble 19, get just, you know, just get things wrong. I don't know. Who knows? He might get nowhere near the record. I don't think he will. I think he's going to blitz it. If anything, he might he get just more carry than on. 90. Yeah. Yeah, he carry on. He's, should... he's averaging one one every two legs. He's averaging Sheesh. more than anybody on the Pro Tour this year. He yeah. averaged 117 the other day as he hit yet another nine data in whitewashing Jermaine you... Watamina. Do you love him more than wine? I mean... <laughs> Let's not be silly about this, Wayne. <laughs> a renaissance uh, no, man no, no. such as myself can enjoy many fine things in life, such as wine and Jose de Sousa at the same time. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying at a, him as well. Well, I'm enjoying, I, I'm enjoying both him. of those things while looking at a picture of a semi-clad Aaron Beanie next to one of Steve Beaton. So... You enjoy yourself as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously, what on earth? So, right, look, anyway. Yeah, sorry. Jimmy, Jose, moment, Asp, yeah. Clayton. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you just went slightly too far. I'm, I'm <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Just Good. a little uncomfortable. But I'm Good. all right now. I'm all right. And yeah. I've also I've also kind of envisaged you in, envisaged you in pants. Just, <laughs> just pants. Anyway, uh, but seriously, seriously, we think that James Wade, Gary Anderson, Michael Van Gogh and Peter Wright are, are going to be the four to miss out. This, well, this is, is such it. a change. This is it. And this, this is, is such a change. I, I, come back, I come back to the point that we made before where Gerwin Price, the man I thought was going to waltz this Premier League, he was going to walk yeah. it. His stock, you put it exactly right, his stock is going to rise simply yeah. by not being involved because his main yeah. rivals are all not performing anywhere near their current... Michael Van Gogh has had his five, of his five worst averages in the Premier League in its history, and he's been playing this for pretty yeah. much a decade, three yeah. of them have come in this year. And yeah, some worrying, of them have been dreadful. Yeah, it is worrying. He's worrying. He's worrying for Michael yeah. Van Gerwen. He's not worrying for Gary yeah. Price. He's not worrying for the no. new order. The new guys that are stepping in. Dimitri Vandenberg must be absolutely loving it. Johnny Clayton yeah. must be loving every second of it. I, I, look I, at the way. Look at the way Price. I know it, was, it seems like a long time ago now, but you, we can't forget the World Final. He absolutely dismantled Anderson. Price dismantled him. There was never, mm -hmm. there, it, there was never, it was never, I guess that was never in doubt. Of course, there was a point when it, it he had like dart after He tried, dart yeah, he, dart, tr he tried to, to create he some doubt to towards the end, but he could have, he yeah. could have won that by an even bigger mark. It would have been one of yeah. the, 
it would have been probably the most one-sided victory, probably even yeah. more one-sided than Rob Cross beating Phil Taylor. Um, yeah. I mean, you might have been going back to the sort of Phil Taylor Manly games for the for the one-sidedness. It, yeah. it would have been that ridiculous. I, I really felt that night that Price, forget about being world number one, world champ, I really felt that night that something had changed within him and changed within Gary. Gary looked like he just couldn't compete. And maybe, maybe he feels like that more often. I, don't, I, just, I, just I think that had already happened know. with Gary. He, he, look, he was lucky to get that far. You know, we were talking all the way Fair through point. the World Championship. Fair point. I, I, I'd predicted Dirk van Dijvenbode to beat him convincingly. And I think Dirk laid down and let Gary walk all over him. Oh, um, that was horrible that yeah it was but then he, he was he was fortunate at the world match play as well when at least two different players should have beaten him over the course yeah. of that run but they didn't because gary anderson is so so incredible he is so so incredible yeah. that even when he's nowhere near his best that he can still win games of darts i mean the, the man is a legend is his, his legacy speaks for itself but what what is happening here in this premier league i believe i believe we are seeing a change and we are seeing yep. an ushering out of some of the old guard, the old legends, the yeah. old gods, and in comes yeah. some of the other. Because I don't think we've seen the best of Dimitri Vandenberg. I think that Nathan Aspinall, a year ago, or a year, about 15 months ago, Nathan Aspinall looked like the hottest property in the world outside of the big three of Price, Van Gerwen and Wright. Yes, yep. he tailed off significantly. But now he looks like he's back. And with that void that is to be filled at the top of World Darts, Nathan Asmill is laying down a marker that says, you should not forget about me. Um, I, yeah. I think that Johnny Clayton is certainly, by winning the World Cup and winning the Masters, he has reminded everybody that you cannot overlook him. Um, I, I think that Jose de Souza is... A, the weird thing is with Jose, he's not done it regularly enough. He might be about to go and, and, and dominate. I don't know. Um, I, I've seen Jose be unreal from almost the first moment he turned up on the PDC tour. Right. He's, he's a free. He's one for you, Dan. Right. He's one for you. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you to, to name a player. I'll, I'll go with mine first. Mm. Of all those in the world right now, who do you think will or can dominate? For the, Call it, when I say dominate, I mean. Be world number one uh, maybe for more win, than two years. Yeah, or win a Worlds and uh, maybe nick a match play and a Grand Prix or a Grand Slam. So so kind of win like five or six majors in three years. I know that's not domination, mm. but in today's that current might be, climate, That might be the best you can haul. do, yeah. I, I that's a big haul, think, yeah. I, I genuinely think going yeah. prices is, is the man to... I genuinely no, I do. think... But, I do. but the thing is... But it's it's easy for us to say that, and it's because he's not been there doing anything. He's avoided Correct. the carnage. As I said before, he's just going to yes. walk through the smoke, surrounded by bodies, and just go, "Hi guys, how you doing? That's fine." Completely immune to all yeah. the carnage that's been going on. But I am totally yeah. on board with you that Dimitri Vandenberg looks so well placed to do it. Um, I am so good. I'm convinced by uh by Dimitri. In every aspect, I'm convinced that Jose de Souza cannot score as heavily as he has done without being a factor. But then again, you know, people have said that about Dave Chisnell, right? Dave Chisnell never yeah. won a major title. The thing is, Dave Chisnell, in all his major finals, 
he played the best in the world. It was either Van right. Gerwen, He's been Taylor, so unlucky. or Martin Adams. Yeah. yeah, he never got one yeah. of those finals where he was playing. And this, I'm not doing a Michael Smith here. No disrespect to, but but he never yeah. got somebody who wasn't the best player on the flipping planet. Yes. You know, yes. there, there, and there were plenty. You know, he didn't get a UK Open final. You know, against Vincent van der Poel. He didn't get a UK Open final against Luke Humphreys. And Luke Humphreys is incredible. I think Luke Humphreys could win major titles. But yeah. if Dave Chisnell played Luke Humphreys in a final, he'd have a better chance than he would against peak MVG, peak Phil Taylor, which is the only people he ran ran into in PDC finals. Yeah, um, it's fascinating. It really it, is at the moment. And really that's is. the thing. It's fascinating, but it's chaotic. It's chaotic yeah. and it's difficult to understand. But what we're going to do is we're going to Are gonna you describing try... you? Yeah. <laughs> impossible to understand. And uh, yeah, that would be... Chaotic. That would be closer. And uh, incredibly chaotic. But what we're going to do is we're going to try and make some predictions. Now, the la- I don't want right, to blow my okay. own trumpet here, but the last time Let's I did it. this, I, I got it all right. I got it. All oh, shut your face! Right. No, uh, no, no. Listen, <laughs> listen, Wayne. This won't happen again. So I'm going to milk this. Uh, I'm going to milk the results udder for all it's worth. Uh, I got them all right, and we've only got four to get right. If you're doing the PDC, I was going to say it's easier now. Well, it is easier now. So or is I'm, it? I'm, I'm, or is it? Or is it? Is it? Is it? Well, now yeah. you don't have a Durant game, so that probably. Yeah. You know, we are probably all going that way. Um, but we've got four games to pick on that Wednesday, okay. May the 5th, the first day back for the Premier League. Now, looking Ooh, at it, right. out of the eight players in action, Jose de Souza was at the Pro Tour. So was Dimi. So was Nathan Aspinall. So was MVG. Nathan yeah. played some decent stuff. Dimi won his first Pro Tour. Jose played incredibly and won one, and Michael Van Gerwen goes yeah. there, where he, he I think Ooh. he'll genuinely feel that he wish he'd stayed. It's probably cost him money, yeah, to go there, yeah, or, or it maybe not cost him money, but it's not earned him a great deal, and all it's done is damage yeah. his own confidence, yeah, because this it, is a man. When I spoke to yeah. him at the UK Open, he just won the quarterfinal, um, when I was working for ITV, and he said semi-finals are not enough. Semi-finals and major tournaments are yeah. not enough for me. Yeah. He then went out in the semi-finals, obviously, to, to Luke Humphreys. Yeah. Um, but going to four Pro Tour events and winning half a dozen games is nowhere yeah. near, particularly with some of the averages he was throwing. He, he's done his cause. It's even worse a position that MVG yeah. goes than if yeah. he'd not gone at all, which is... I, I, He's mad. I did expect him to win half a dozen games, though. In in, yeah, a, in day. a day, I thought he might win the first yeah. one, bugger off home, and let everybody yeah, else I, let I somebody wait- have a buy every day. Yeah, I was waiting for him to go bang. It never happened. And you're right. He went there in, he went there in in turmoil, and he has not helped himself at all, at all. And he would have been looking for something. He would have yeah. been looking for maybe. Like, I don't know if he changed anything. I don't know if he tried something. I, I don't know. But what can't happen is that he just carries on doing what he's doing because what he's doing right now, and I mean, I mean just in life. I mean the way he's throwing. I mean his prep. I mean everything. 
I, I mean, uh, what, like what he's wearing, what he's eating. I'm just, something has to change because otherwise, uh, well, it's, it's insanity. You can't keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. So something's got to give. And what a, what a terrible game for him to come back and play. Well, we're Dimmy would be loving it. Well, Dimmy would we'll be loving it. We're going to take it in, in, in order. So we're going to start okay. with Johnny Clayton versus James Wade. Now, of course... Wade seven. No, I'm kidding. Right, okay. Well, okay. I mean, look, th this is an interesting one because both of them decided to skip the Super Series. Um, yeah. We go into this with Johnny Clayton having... I mean, to be fair, Johnny Clayton, in his final game before the Premier League ended... It was Wade. Uh... No, he smashed oh, up MVG. Sorry, the penultimate, sorry. Yeah, he sorry. smashed up MVG. Yeah, but the one before that, he lost the one before that was Wade and he got annihilated. Yeah, he did. I mean, he averaged 103. But Wade, for my money, those that last that second week of the Premier the four days, James Wade was the best player there. He was amazing he was. every night. He didn't he get the was. best results, yeah. but he was the best yeah. player. Like, yeah. I mean, he was amazing. And that's why... Yeah. Do you think he'll carry on? I don't think he can play as well as he did all that week. I genuinely right. don't. Because um, his neither. average didn't drop below about 102 and a half, 103. I don't think he yeah, can it, do it that was... for three more nights. No. Um, and I also think that, that Johnny Clayton, whom we were talking about as the best player in the world, or playing the best darts in the world early on in the year, yeah. um, just because he's had a few tough nights in the Premier League... It's not usually because he's played poorly. It's because somebody's played he's amazingly against ton. you. Yeah, exactly. He's is he the highest uh, average in the Premier League so far? Or is it is it Jose? Uh, it's one of the two. I think it's I think it's Johnny. Actually. Yeah, no, it, it's Johnny. It's Johnny hundred and one yeah. and Jose yeah. hundred. I I don't but, I don't no, see I, it dropping. I I, I think no, he's going to carry on, and I I think he's going to get some revenge against James Wade. I think that Johnny right. Clayton gets gets the two points. It's so do I. I think he wins seven five. I do think that it's going to be an annihilation in the next game because Jose de Souza, I believe, is going to wallop Gary Anderson. I just Gary Anderson. Do you? I, why do you? Maya. Why do you not? Why do you not? Uh, he is bottom I, of the eight players in the league, and I just still think he's difficult to beat. I do. He's difficult to beat, yeah, but he's 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 not. He he doesn't have the power that Jose de Souza. Gary Anderson's game for years has has always been built on outscoring his opponent. He cannot outscore Jose de Souza. He cannot do no, it. No, he, and he he can't out double him either. Uh, he, I mean, I'm, does it count I'm that Jose's going for two doubles every every leg? <laughs> I, 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 look, I just love the the freedom that Jose throws at doubles with. I I, I just love that. I, I don't like the way he goes after time because, well, let's be honest, he's got no idea what he's going for. But doesn't matter. I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely think that Jose that he chucked 117, he chucked 114 average in a Pro Tour final the other day. He chucked 117 average against Jermaine Watermano and chucked a nine data. I see no reason why at some point over the next what seven nights, Jose de Souza in a first to to seven game. Is not going to do something utterly disgusting. He right. could okay similar similar yeah okay yeah yeah another nine data yeah. hundred and fifteen right. average. It might be against Gary right. 
I tell you, what, if you call all this and it comes in, I, I'll, I'm going to stop doing this podcast. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're both Good. gone. Did you go, yeah, Johnny? Go you went, Johnny, didn't you? Yeah, I've gone. Yeah, I've, I've gone. Johnny, Johnny and Jose. to beat Wade. Jose to beat Gary. I hate backing against Van Gerwen, but I've got to do it. Dimitri is at this present moment playing better darts than Michael Van Gerwen. It's That's fact. It's what Van Gerwen he get, isn't it? Is it is it Van Gerwen? Good Van Gerwen either wins or gets a draw. But poor Van yeah. Gerwen could get brutalized. It, I mean horrendously battered. I mean yeah. it, it won't even it won't even be close if he plays like he's played it in some of the games this year. If he averages 90, like he has done in, what, three of the games, maybe four, uh, he will get, as you described, as brutalised, which sounds awful, that. Yeah, it does. Well, that's kind of what's going to... That's how you're going to feel when you're watching it. I might might just clip that little (laughs) noise up. Oh, (laughs) it's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Just no, clip it up, yeah. Yeah, oh. I see. Yeah, that's going to be but, our new jingle. Welcome to the Good Dogs <laughs> Podcast. Oh, 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 oh. oh, stop it! Yeah. Uh, um, look, Dimitri. Dimitri is playing better than MVG. We know that, yeah. but he's MVG, and I can't. I can't stop myself having an, some sort of something inside me goes. Michael Van Gerwen will win any one-off game. There's a thing. In of me. course, it tells me that. I've seen him too many times. For though, well, yeah, but it's been beaten pick... out of me, and it's been beaten out of me. My Michael Van Gogh being mediocre. Yeah, I, I, how you're feeling, kind of now. I had this with Adrian Lewis for for a couple of years. It was like, yeah, but it's Adrian Lewis. He can he can do things. It's gone that now other though, it? Can't on the board, and then you down the line, you kind of like you can't keep saying this because it. It's just not happening. But you're right with Michael. It was only two games ago in the Premier League when he... Was it the... Uh, it was the D'Souza game when he, he matched him for, for 180s and, and beat him 7-4. That's the only game he's won in the past... Uh, how many games is that? It's the only mm. game he's won in the... Oh, but no, he's won, he's won two in the last six. But one of them was yeah. against D'Souza when... He, he smashed in a million 180s. Um, yeah, and the other one was against Daza. So, yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. I'm, to go, I'm going Dimmy. I'm going Dimmy to win yeah. a last leg thriller. He takes out He takes out 1-2-1. One, one. Michael's sitting on 16 after 9. Do you know what? You know what's going to be the most interesting thing? What are the odds <laughs> going to be? What are the odds going to be in that game? It's Dimitri they'll Vandenberg. Make, they'll the make Van Gerwen favourite. Well, I think they will. I think they will. And I think they'd be wrong Because they'll run scared. Van Gerwen's still still favourite outright, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, Van, Van, Van Gerwen's favourite outright. Michael Van Gerwen is the outright favourite to win the Premier League darts. Yeah. And we, neither of us have him finishing in the top four. Yeah. We, what a strange situation. Wrong? Because I, I hear people say all the time, the bookies don't get it wrong that often. 
uh, they get it wrong all the time. You just got Leicester City five thousand to one. Did you back them? No, I did not. No, but I tell you what, <laughs> I did back Robert Thornton at eighty to one, and I know you did too for the World oh. Grand Prix. And how magnificent was it did watching I? the all-time oh. great Robert Thornton be amazing oh. again in Germany last oh. week? Oh, how good was Look, that? He actually, he actually got name-checked in commentary last week as well. In uh, Mark Webster was waxing lyrical about. Uh, the double top hitting of Gary Anderson. And he said, I, I think on form is one of the best top hitters I've ever seen. Said, best top hitters you've that... ever seen? Come on. Not... Well, you mentioned Rob there. Robert Thornton. Robert yeah. Thornton. Robert Thornton. Honestly, uh... I, I, I can't believe uh, that he, he, he kind of excluded him from the chat. It's like, no. come on, Webby. If Come if on. you if you hit loads of one eighties and hit double top better than anybody in the world, you win titles. That is that is yes, that yes. is an amazing formula for winning games of darts. Robert Thornton <laughs> was the best double top hitter in the world, and he was yes. one of the biggest one eighty hitters in the world. He won three major Correct. titles. Adrian yes. Lewis, and I know he moves around like yeah. he's, he's not always been top, but it was tops for a long while, and he was one of the biggest. Yeah, it was 180s. yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's. Yeah. Do you know the best, uh, one of the best top sitters in the world right now is, and who is one of the best, in fact, probably the best 180s in the world? Well, you're going to say Jose, aren't you? I am going to say Jose. You are yeah, quite right. For sure. And, and you'd you know, be right to say so. That leads to titles. That leads yes. to titles. I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm sold on Jose now. I'm sold. Well, I'm sold. It, you, didn't, you know what? You need to sell me on the final game, uh, Wright versus Aspinall. Because we've only got one more get. We're in agreement in every single one of. And the thing, look, yeah. we've already pre- we predicted it. We said the old names are dying. The the new ones are coming through. We've predicted yeah. Clayton to beat Wade, Jose to beat Gary Anderson, Dimitri to beat Michael Van Gerwen, and presumably yeah. you're going to say Nathan Ashmore beats Peter Wright. No, no, I'm not. I'm going right. No, I'm going, I'm going draw, right. Actually. <laughs> are you? Are yeah, you? I'm going draw. Oh, do you know? Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disliking what I'm seeing from Wright. I just don't no, think No, that's why I'm going level. draw. I just, I just think right. I just it's a close game. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. They're, I see them as very similar in, in ability, to be fair. I, I really do. Well, they, no, well, that's... They're no, not going right. to play so you poorly, see Nathan, are they? No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You see Nathan Aspinall as similar in ability to Peter yeah. Snakebite Wright. A man who is, is do, not yeah. only a multiple major yeah. winner, but a man yeah. who has been denied probably three or four major titles purely by the fact he was facing Michael Van Gerwen in the final. Yeah, I think Aspinall's got the lot. I do. I, oh. I love I love the way he can compete. A, a lot of people can't compete like he does. I love watching got him. A lot of I love lot of watching time. him. Absolutely adore yeah. watching Nathan Aspinall in play. And I, yeah. I think this, this Premier League has been the the sort of rejuvenation of Nathan Aspinall that he needed because we've not seen it enough. I know he had a poor world championship um, and he hadn't really been pulling up treats. I was expecting in the back end of last year, all the big TV tournaments, he'd be tearing things up and it yeah. didn't really happen. No. Um, but no. I think you may be right, you know. I, I think that... 
Rye Aspinall. Rye Aspinall, I think, is going to be the game of the night. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I heard, okay. I heard a brilliant line on commentary in, in the snooker yesterday. Oh yeah, and they were talking about a, they were talking about a snooker player, and this this kind of goes with Nathan Aspinall. He's a really good struggler. He, he he doesn't have to be anywhere near his best to win matches, and I love that. Mm. Oh, I love that's that. Interesting. He's a oh. really I, I see him as a really good struggler. I think he can win games that he's got no right in in. What was that draw that he had? He had oh, it was Jose. He had a draw with Jose. How oh, did yeah. he get that? How yeah. did he get that draw? That was yeah, ridiculous. True, true. But at the same time, like I remember a game in in this tournament last year against Gary Anderson, where where Nathan Aspinall was averaging something like 108, and for some reason, some quirk of this ridiculous game, Gary Anderson was like about sixth two up, and. You're like, yeah. Nathan is obviously the best player in this game and he cannot win it. Yeah. The best he can do is draw. And he won the last four legs, I think, uh, and got a six-all draw and ended up with a, an yeah. average 10 points more than Gary Anderson. And he walked away yeah, from his it. His doubling like, went south, didn't it? Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's just about with Nathan. Oh, he can, he can battle, he can fight. I think he's got oh, no, he's... levels. Like he's level, got it. And, he's got it. But he's also got levels yeah. that the likes of, say, Gary Anderson. Yeah, of course they have them. I just don't see them anymore. That, that, they haven't got them as much now. You're yeah. right. That's oh. it. And oh. we are seeing a changing of the guard, my friends. It happens all the People time. People won't sometimes, like it, Dan. Dan. Sometimes, and they won't People like won't it. won't like this. They won't like it. They won't like and it. They will not like it, Wayne. But the changing of the guard is happening every single moment, <laughs> every single breath in and every single breath out. The guard <laughs> is changing. It is changing minutely. It is changing microscopically. And you well, only realise that... Now. now! Now, Wayne! Now? But the guard, about, you only realise the guard has changed definitively after the guard has changed. And when that now? guard has gone. No, now you're, no, no, now you're, no, now, now it changed. It changed. Right. And that's, right. that's how sport works. You yeah. don't know. And look, I'm sitting hosting a podcast with a man who was firmly, <laughs> firmly part of the guard. And when he realised that the guard had changed, he only knew because he was sat several hundred yards out of the venue, still telling people vehemently he was part of the guard. But they stopped yes. listening. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Uh, but, however, he does know what he's talking about when it comes to predictions. So if you are on the PDC Picks app, then get on it. However, you've got to be 18 years old. You've got to be resident in the UK. Terms and conditions apply. If you are gambling, please gamble responsibly. Uh, otherwise, you may be part of the guard that is changed and you'll be sat in the same <laughs> car park that Wayne Mardle is, shouting into the ether... I am still part of the guard. Nobody am, has changed me. Change me not. I am forever a guard. And if you're a friend of sponsored gambling, visit begamblerware.org. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>